You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. Uh, hope you're doing well. I've had a good start to the day. So I wanted to share this uh, with you, which if you've clicked into it, is titled uh, How uh, you know, I Lost a £15,000 a Year Client. Now, uh, normally, you know, you're probably thinking, oh my God, what's going on here? Does he really have, uh, you know, a sound practice? And uh, how, why is he losing clients? <laughs> um, well, I wanted to reveal that to you. You know, what's and all, I wanted to kind of share the story with you because, yes, you know, thankfully I have a practice that kind of runs without it, but we're not perfect. I don't think anybody is perfect. And uh, I wanted to share with you, you know, the, the learnings as to what happened, why it happened, what we've kind of taken from it. And, uh, yeah, share that uh, with you. So perhaps uh, that gives you some kind of insights into, uh, you know, the kind of clients to, to go after and, you know, how to retain clients and all that kind of good stuff. So we got the news uh, not long ago that a client has been a client for a reasonable uh, time, actually, probably for about, I mean, he's been a client probably for the nearly 10 years, I think. And he gave notice to leave us. And clearly I asked Karen to get some feedback from him. I haven't really spoken to him for a while. As I said, I don't really have much client involvement anymore. I don't really get involved in meetings or client relationship anymore, given that, you know, what I do now and given that I've kind of passed on that responsibility to my client managers. But anyway, you know, he was there are some clients who you don't mind uh, leaving and you know from time to time when we well certainly when we did kind of a repricing exercise a couple of years ago there were some that fell by the wayside and that was fine you know we expected them to go that was okay because you know we realized exactly where we had the most value and when we uh, did our repricing process it was okay to let some go because it just creates that capacity for better paying clients that uh, to to come on board and to, to fill the gap really so but this wasn't really one of those although kind of was but anyway it was it was a client that many years ago we used to do everything for him so the kind of ideal client that I speak about in terms of managing that full finance function we used to do all his bookkeeping he was into property uh, uh, development so we used to do all his bookkeeping all his uh, CIS we do his payroll even to, uh, we were doing his kind of bank payments as well and then it got to the point where he grew and he hired somebody in-house so he took somebody in that would do all of his bookkeeping and manage zero uh, do his uh, payroll and basically took it virtually everything that we were doing in-house apart from the year-end compliance work apart from the year-end accounts and the tax uh, the tax returns and this is where it started to kind of fall apart and this is the exact learning that I want to share with you and it's kind of in line with what I talk about now anyway in terms of what the big opportunity is the kind of work that we should be doing kind of moving away from that year-end compliance and doing the ongoing uh, finance function stuff the virtual finance office stuff because that's where the value lies you know the more touch points you have the fact that you're doing bookkeeping you're more integrated with the client the client is more reliant upon you that's when you're adding the most value and that's when you get clients that will remain sticky to you so anyway when you took it in-house obviously we lost that regular touch point 
we were no longer the ones that he was reliant upon day in day out those touch points were then few and far between apart from doing the year-end work and clearly our pricing for just doing year-end work is not cheap uh, and therefore in itself it doesn't represent kind of great value from a client perspective because of our pricing structure uh, that we have in place now that you know year just doing year-end work with us is is not uh, yeah it's not is not cheap and uh you know can be can be seen as uh as expensive perhaps compared to everybody else but and i appreciate that because that's not really where our value lies and purposely we don't really want to take on just your end compliance and we don't do that anymore because uh clearly uh, as we have seen in this occasion when you fall out of the the ladder or the the financial food chain as i call it when you drop down that financial food chain then that's when you run the risk of losing a client and clearly we did in this case that we dropped below the finance manager that he had in-house we lost those touch points we lost the opportunity to add value and it got to the point now where you know there was there was some elements of you know perhaps we could have been a bit more proactive i mean this particular client he drew i mean you've probably faced this before he drew a lot of cash out of the business huge director's loan account and clearly when it came to paying the tax he kind of didn't have the funds to do so even though he bought himself a brand new lamborghini <laughs> because of one property deal but um and uh you know in terms of uh, you know my team handling it perhaps we could have been a bit more, more proactive in terms of you know getting in there and advising him and keeping on reminding him although we did kind of uh, help him with this and advise him of his tax liability well in advance but clearly it wasn't uh, um you know perhaps it you know we always have learnings from it and our learnings were that you know i'd stress to my team that you know let's let's look at this as a learning opportunity you know there's no no pointing your fingers here but anytime a client like this leaves we need to treat it as a learning opportunity because you know we don't we don't blame we don't point fingers we use anything like this as uh, as as a way to learn and so what learnings can we take and some of the learnings we took was that we can we could have been perhaps a bit more proactive in terms of really uh, making sure that the client understood uh, well in in good time in terms of what his tax liabilities were and for us even though we told him and we had the meeting and we emailed and told him to move to payroll to to stop making the matters worse but you know the client didn't really take action for weeks perhaps we could have sent a few more reminders perhaps we could have uh, reached out by phone for something like this because i think that was kind of a sour uh, left a sour taste in uh, in the client's mouth when he realised he had to pay this big tax bill and you know from the client's mind they forget they have short term memories that even though we've told them something by email if it was just one email you know two months ago and they probably forgotten about it sitting in their inbox so you know we do sometimes have to be more on top of clients and when we are doing the ongoing stuff we have the opportunity to have those conversations and that's why when you are uh, doing that it, it gives you more of an opportunity because just naturally you have more touch points so you have more opportunities to raise things with clients to remind them about things to bring up things in conversations that are important to make sure you know priorities are managed and that sort of thing so hey just a quick break to tell you about a tool i use that has helped us to save hours and enable me to create a pricing system incorporating all the stuff that i've learned about value pricing over the years that tool is called go proposal what i love about it is that we can build the price in person with the prospect and then with a click of a button, send them the proposal and engagement letter instantly during the meeting. That's literally saved us hours of time from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but also because I can build pricing models in the software, 
Anyone in my team can now have pricing conversations and send proposals to prospects and clients that has helped to free me up to do things that I love, like creating this podcast for you. If you're not already using it, highly recommend you check it out. So that was a learning point, really, that, uh, you know, the the value is in the VFO and VFD type work for us, no longer in the year-end compliance. And if we're just doing year-end compliance, then we fall down that financial uh, food chain, we become less integrated with client, less reliant, we're providing less value, and naturally, therefore, when you're providing less value, then suddenly in the client's mind, your perceived value goes down. When your perceived value falls less than the price that they are paying, then suddenly it... Uh, uh, that comes a point where they start to perhaps look elsewhere to uh, to get it for cheaper. But yeah, hopefully you get some value from me sharing that with you. It's, uh, it's not often that we lose clients like that, thankfully. Uh, we haven't kind of lost a client like that in a while. So it was a bit of a knock, but um, yeah, thankfully in the last, uh, you know, last couple of weeks, we've more than made up for it with a few more uh, clients that uh, have come in and uh, yeah one of my team members has done uh, has done exceptionally well to receive uh, referrals in our new niche that we set up the capture accounting brand the content creators influencers are there kind of coming through without me even having to get involved which is fantastic it's great to see my team kind of building the, on those relationships and then getting referrals from uh, uh you know, uh, networks and acquaintances of, uh, of the clients that we are taking on so um yeah, I'd reiterate, nothing has changed in my mind. This hasn't changed any of my thinking. It's kind of, in fact, uh, just reaffirmed and reiterated that what we are doing is is the right thing to do and to kind of double down on doing what we're doing. So my advice to you is, you know, make, uh, uh, you know, watch out for, do a risk analysis on your clients in terms of the, the year-end ones. If the, if they are just doing year-end compliance, then you're, you're on a bit of a sticky wicket there in terms of there'll come a point where the client might not see full value in what you do if, you, uh, if you've edged your prices up and clearly you should have. Uh, but on those clients, you know, you've just got, you've just got to do a risk analysis and uh, clearly if you want to, to keep them, then uh, go out of your way to kind of be a more, bit more proactive throughout the course of the year, particularly when it comes to advising of tax liabilities and that sort of thing. So the client can still see value in what you are doing where you're doing just year-end work. But in terms of going forward, in terms of the new clients that you're looking at, you know, focus on uh, niching down, specializing into an area where uh, you can actually find clients to do everything for them because when you're doing everything for them and you're at the top of the financial food chain and you become integrated with a client, you're doing all the bookkeeping, you're implementing the accounting system, you or your team have those regular touch points, that's when you add the most value and that's when it becomes a lot harder for a client to leave you. So that's the story of how I lost a £15,000 a year client. Hopefully there's some lessons in there for you as well. As always, if you uh, like this podcast, give us a rate, a review and subscribe on Apple Podcast. It would be much appreciated. And if you have any feedback for me or have any topics or questions that you would like me to address in future episodes, then do drop me a line on LinkedIn. I'll be glad to hear from you. Otherwise, if you've had value, then uh, again, do take a snapshot and share it on LinkedIn. Tag me in. That would be much appreciated and will give me the motivation to keep on doing podcasts like this for you. Okay, well, that's it for today. Take care, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.
I hope you got value from that episode. And if you want to spend more time together, where we go deeper on topics like pricing, marketing, sales, building a team and processes so you can build a firm that is less reliant on you, then come and join the TYP Mentoring Community. It's my membership program where I deliver practical mentoring sessions from my personal experience of building my practice and share resources that I have created and use in my firm so you don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste time and money making mistakes like I did. There's an amazing community of 100 plus accountants that you get to meet every week, share challenges, best practices, and use the power of the group to shortcut your learnings. Go to resahooda.com forward slash mentoring to find out more. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.